Welcome to Undergroundopolis, everyone. Over the coming weeks, we will be exploring the gizmos, talking with different members from over the years, which there were several. Due to availabilities of myself and the gizmos members, we were unable to do this in any consecutive or chronological order. However, these will be released as they are recorded. I wanted every great story and detail from everyone involved that I could get in touch with, with what became Indiana's first punk rock band. <laughs> Overseas listeners, believe it or not, <laughs> probably are say the, are they in the Kremlin, Kumlad? I I don't know about that. I know I have them in Spain of all places because I'm not. I don't know any any languages. Spain. <laughs> Italy and everything. Like I don't know any languages with the. Ah, grazie, grazie. What was your position in the Gizmos, or what is your position in the Gizmos? Well, if I was gonna. First off, Gizmo was like a high school nickname on me. Um, it was kind of a put down, actually. But um, then I obviously um, got my Schadenfreude on that. So, um, and I was like writing uh, these songs in high school, you know, which ended up becoming Gizmo's songs. That's like about 72. That's about 50 years ago. And, um, you know, I met Eddie and we did the form the Rock Lily Yobs in 74. And then uh, around 75, I met Rich Coffee. And then um, Bob Richard, who was uh, editor of Gulcher Magazine, he says, oh, and I met Teddy Nemec. He goes, you and Ted should form a band called The Gizmos. That was December 5th, 1975. And March 20th of 76, we recorded that first record. So yeah. at the beginning, I guess, I, I recruited all the, the guys also. So uh, that's kind of very similar to where um, I was a former Marine, so Captain Sam and Nicholas down in in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He wanted to raise a battalion of Marines, so he was like, okay, you, 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 and you, you're all recruited. So uh, uh, these guys went along with the whole thing. They had good fun. We've been riding it since uh, 45 years now, right? 47? Yeah. 70, 76 or so, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a very fun band. <laughs> it's just like... Like I was saying before the show, like I, when we went out to Vegas, my band went out to Vegas to play, there was... Rich and Melanie, and didn't know who they were, but it's like, come to find out, I did know. If I had I known at the time, I would have requested a Gizmo song just to make him go, huh? But he might know. Gizmo's bass player was the last few shows after Craig Bell left. This is coffee. So technically, you had two Gizmos opening for you. Yep. <laughs> now, I was about 86, uh, Richie was in Boston town, uh, 
he was dating Candy Del Mar from the Cramps. So yeah. um, if he had married her instead of Melly, like, we would have had a former Cramp as one of the current Gizmos. <laughs> but yeah. you know they busted up back in eighty eighty something. I don't know. Oh, Ronald wow. Reagan. Ronald Reagan did that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> the Berlin Wall was still up. <laughs> you left to join the military. Is that correct? Yes, I did that, and also uh, Bob Mosby of the Moby Grape left to join the Marines, too. So that was kind of more like Elvis going in the Army, though, because all I did was just, like, sing and party and record. and was wars going on. So I take my weekend leave, and instead of going and fighting in redneck bars, I'd go and uh, record instead. So that was like with the Africa Corps and uh, O-Rex. <laughs> Those are So tell me your your favorite gizmo story. I know you've got to have a couple already. <laughs> Let's see. My favorite gizmo story from way back then. Okay, actually, the one I do tell the most, which my brother was impressed with, was uh, it was Saturday, April the 9th in 1977. And um, John uh, Camper introduced the band. Wow. And that's on a CD, too, because John was on Gulfstream at the time, and he was living in Bloomington. Uh, he was actually more better friends with Teddy Nemec, but... There's a little uh, sub-thing of Vulture called Vulture. And, uh, you know, Cougars gave me a good review as, like, a front man. He says, you know, this Kenny Holland, he's really got the stuff, you know. So, uh, anyhow, uh, I still appreciate that, you know. So then I don't begrudge him any of his top 40 success. (laughs) You know, because we were both on the same level at one time. But he was on main records, and then he, like, had to fall back to Seymour, Indiana. So, I mean, you know, now he's dating Med Rock. Meg Ryan and I ain't so you know. Is he dating Meg Ryan? So uh, meeting John, meeting John Cougar. That's uh, well, that's not funny though. But that was just cool. Oh no, John Cougar's great. I, of course, I'm growing up in Indiana. I'm, you know, in the '80s, I loved John Cougar. I still have my Uh Huh album, and I have. Oh, I you must have... be younger than me then. Yeah. <laughs> so so. Yeah, I'm a little younger. <laughs> so you would have known him after he had the, the top 40 success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah well, I think I was in fifth grade when I, when Uh-Huh came out. <laughs> okay. Well, there was a time in the Cream Magazine around the 70s. I was in the service, too, stationed in South Carolina. And um, I remember reading in Cream Magazine, uh, Bob Richards, the Gizmo's manager, taking a bunch of old Cougar demos, put them out as U.S. mail which is uh, a Gulture C, uh, EP. And then Cougar was like, yeah, this guy had these old demos, and he just, like, put them out, you know. So he was, like, kind of, like, pissed off because he was, like, kind of a cash-in or whatnot. So, but then uh, that was the last. I mean, that was uh, when we were on the same level in the 70s, sort of. And then was it Jack and Diane was the first top 40 hit? Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe I Need a Lover, the Pat Benatar cover, I think, may have been. Oh, that's real early 80s. Okay. Yeah. Well, by then he was like eclipsing me, you know what I mean. So, uh, but uh, like I said, you know, more power to him, you know. So, yeah. Well, his day job is being John Cougar. My day job is being Kenny Holland, you know. Yeah. What would you say your favorite Gizmo live performance is? I'm going to say the one that we did out in Hamtramck, Michigan, right before lockdown in 2019. Now, there's a reason for it. Um, Number one, my dad's from Detroit, so I felt 
his presence there. There's like about four generation of Highlands buried out there in the South Lyon. It's a farming community west of Detroit. So I definitely felt their presence. And then across that, with all the MC5 members that are buried out there, it's like basically, we were basically playing kick out the jams, like energy level, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, then the sewage's influence also. Um, where uh, I think Rock Ashton and my original Highland ancestor are buried about 10 miles apart from Ann Arbor to Salem, Michigan. So, so it's just like all these like all these uh, entities were like flowing, and you know we were like really on fire. And uh, you know that's that I'm gonna say that that one. And also Memphis, we had like four guitars. That was kind of like the Black Oak Arkansas Roger Roll album. You know, that was really pretty crazy, too, so a lot of double and triple leads going on. So uh, I might say those are probably uh, the most the most manic. And, then, of course, the Cougar one, we were singing Louie Louie, and it was like sounded like Metallic KO. And I fell into the crowd, and I fell into Rich Coffee's sister's lap. I think she, uh, I think she may have just passed away. Um... That was one of his other sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was a great lady, too. Yeah, trust me. So, oh, hello. Oh, thank you very much. I'm just having the uh, burger coming right up here because I'm the good one that eats the most. So, thank you. Right. Well, I got this whole patio area to myself out here. What? What's your? What? What would say? What would you say your favorite Gizmo song is right now? Well, the one uh, everyone. Every Boston band I'm in, they all seem to pick on a 50-year-old song, that's called I Respect You More, which uh, I should mention that I saw Cub Coda cover that, and he had J.B. Huddle's rhythm section. This guy named Silvertone Steve Cub told me every time he played that, it got everybody up on the floor and dancing. I mean, it was like a little Queenie riff, like we tried, but... um. That's, you know, Cub Code, that, that, my favorite Gizmo song is Cub Coder's performance of that school I respect you more. Flyers. 
we walk in Eddie's house, and the first thing he does, he has the banana album by the Velvet Underground. He skips over Sunday morning and puts on Wait for the Man. So Eddie and I have been pen pals for a couple of years, and then we had finally met. Then uh, we drove back up north to Bloomington from Jackson, Alabama, um, and we stopped off at McDonald's in Tennessee. So Bob Richards ate this part of a burger. He said, this thing's terrible. Ugh, I don't want it. He threw it down the ground. And, you know, I mean, my mother was so poor after my father died now that I never wasted food. So uh, I grabbed it up, and then he said, and he didn't say, ain't that a shame. He said, he said, Ken, you're a human garbage disposal. So <laughs> <laughs> then um, guard duty down in Virginia when I was stationed down in Quantico, Virginia, late 76. I started to write the song like every night because it was kind of boring because there wasn't no enemy. Ended up stealing a riff. Uh, future now by the MC5. And, um, I gave it to Eddie just saying, and he kind of sang like a southern version of the Stooges' little doll. I first was, you know, at McDonald's in Tennessee, which is the same as, you know, little doll I can't forget. <laughs> you know? So, uh, and that is, that's, um, basically the story behind it, you know. And I used to uh, go, uh, to the Stucky Boys' house in Maryland and go make demo tapes, solo electric. Shoot the tapes out to Bob Richard, you know. I say, well, here, pick some songs. And then you end up having, you know, two more EPs, America First and Gizmo's World Tour, off of that. How would so you say it? Your, your government tax dollars, Jimmy. Well, it wasn't even Jimmy Carter yet. It was still would have been Gerald Ford. Anyway, his tax dollars, while I was on guard, he paid for the, the writing of that song. <laughs> That was your tax dollars at work. Be guarding the country and writing songs. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> both, 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 both aspects, you know. If Tommy could have gone past my post, I would have just been, you know, busy picking and a grinning. <laughs> I was kind of more like a psychedelic drummer file. Is it, is it strange that, you know, you you know, did the, made those little recordings back in the day. And it, it, it's strange how the gizmos just kept re, re you know, re, reinventing themselves. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of members throughout the oh. years. And they carried on without any original members after a while. And That's also happened like in, um, you know, like the Velvet. Oh, actually, the Velvet Underground did it, Shadows of Night. Glad to be included in that number. Yeah. Well, come to what did you find out that you were, you know, you, once you left, went to the military and everything, and maybe I'm not going to say for forgot about the gizmos or anything. Was like later on, you you know, you were probably in a career playing in other bands or whatever. Come to find out that how did it feel to find out that a lot of people. Around the world, we're listening to the Gizmo. <laughs> well, you know what happened was uh, the internet got invented, and I actually had Cub code his email address. But then when Cub when Cub died in 2000, that's when the first reissue came out on CD, and that's when it all started happening. So I like to think that the ghost of Cub Coda was blessing me. I guess that would make him Saint Michael and Saint John, because Michael John Coda. So. Uh, as if you want to believe it in the supernatural version. So, <laughs> and what, so that's how uh, I felt. I felt like 
I said, Cup Cody is blessing my career right now. I, I, you know, I, bought, I got um, Polish Sauce Sauerkraut, which is a collection of Gizmo people covering Gizmo songs. It's probably oh, my. Yeah. It's probably my favorite album right now. It has been for about four months. <laughs> Whatever it came out, I ordered it like that day. Once I got the got the Bandcamp message, I actually went ahead and bought it. I was like, I really, you know, I really want to hear this and and download yeah, they, it. They stuff by the second edition, but still, it's still. I mean, they were all good songwriters. They, yeah. They that guy Dale Lawrence that should be on the show. Oh yeah, I'll get him on here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave him. I'm not gonna let him sleep or anything. <laughs> and I like him hear old country stuff too. He's really good. You ever hear it? No, I don't, I don't think I have. Uh, he was in a band called, um, I think it was, it might have been the Blue Chieftains. It's sort of like a song he had on a compilation called Truck Driving Punk Rock Girl. I said, this is country and gizmo. So I really like that. He's really big in Americana circles. He plays. He lives in Nashville. But uh, no, hey, he was a Gizmo also. So we're talking to. Him. Well, you're you're in Massachusetts now. I sure am. Yep. Yeah. You got a band going on right now. I absolutely do. I, I've had ever since the Gizmos. No matter where I moved to, I always had a band going on. So. So what you got going on with your band right now? What's that? What, what's your band called? Uh, it's called Kenny Highlands Air Force, and um, just like the Gizmos, is an octet. Um, I've got a bass player who plays with Nicky and the Corvettes out in Ann Arbor. We're both former Marines. Larry Newman is his name. And uh, he says um, that my stuff, because I sing like Iggy, kind of, but he says, uh, we've we got saxophone and keyboards, so it's a cross between Kill City and Destroy All Monsters. So we still, I still got the Midwest thing going on. Michigan roots, you know. And um, we go and record and play, you know. So I'm doing that, and uh, I'm also playing bass in a band called Mad Painter, where uh, there's one feller who's in a band called V, and he also wrote uh, for a fantasy called Wacky Cat, and he played on Matt Burns drummed on uh, my Be More Flamboyant CD and then the Hall of She Will. Anyway, Matt says, Mad Painter, it's a cross between... Um, Mata Hoople and Uriah Heat. And Phil Hundley is a big Uriah Heat fan. He's, he's also in the Gizmos, too. Second edition. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy how how far it, it went. Yeah. So, which song Which song is yours on 21st? Like, what what, what all songs are, are you on, or did you write on 21st Century Gizmos? Fans can't be wrong. Okay, I gotta think about that. That, I know that was current. I think back 50 years. I got my old um, rhythm guitar player, Be More Flamboyant uh, band. Scott Ferguson used to say, Ken, you've got part timers. I mean, and I can remember part of the time, the other part of the time I can't remember. Right. But I'm gonna say, uh, I did a lot of co writes with Eddie. For Disaster and Dayton, I did the music, Eddie did the words, just like we did with Dean Screen off the first record. For Chicken Queen back in 74, actually, we started writing together at 89. And uh, um, what else is on that record? Oh, gosh, I'd have to go get it. <laughs> I, did, I can tell you what I did. I, I did almost like a white album. I said to everybody, why don't all y'all come up with your best song, and then we'll do a new record. So, uh, oh, I did another one where I did the music, 
I had an idea, but then I had Eddie uh, throw out the words, I'm going to beat you like a redheaded stepchild. That's it. I was going to say, I think it's redheaded stepchild. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another great song. If I can find a live version, I'm, I would really like to use it on the show. There is um, a video that was uh, right before the solo life came out. James Williamson, and I just did like this, like complete, like raw power lead in it. So, hmm. so that came, I mean, that came out. So I really, it sounded even more like a raw power outtake than it already did. You know. Well, we're starting to run out of time here. Anything you want to plug in? You got any? Got any shows coming up? Do you, do you think we'll have another Gizmos reunion anytime soon? If you no, can no, leak that. The main thing is none of it is dead. So that's the most important thing. Um, I do have a couple of gigs with a Mad Painter next month. Um, well, I'm on an Ace of Brebner tribute, too. Uh, singing an Ace of Brebner will play with Robin Lee and the Trap Busters. And also, he played with John Richmond in the Modern Lovers, too. Oh, wow. So, uh, there's like a tribute uh, record. So um, that's a gig that's in March. And then um, this promoter for down Antarctic Beach, down by the Ocean Hulk, Uh Michael Weddle, he just recently passed away. So we're doing um, a tribute thing with him there. So I got my Kenny band, the, you know, Kenny Allen's Air Force, and we're playing, I'm playing with bass and Mad Painter. Um, this band, uh, Tsunami of Sound, is playing. They opened up for the Insect Surfers in Boston not too long ago. They're a good surf band. Uh, 145 is playing. They used to be the Flash Cubes out of Syracuse with Christy Girl on Bomb. And last but not least, Count Joe Villiol, um wants to borrow my band. Uh, we've done this before uh, to back him up doing uh, Velvet Underground songs. So basically, at the age of 67, I'll be doing three sets that day, right after my birthday. websites and social media and stream or download their music if you like this show please follow us on facebook instagram spotify any streaming platform and leave us a review as well 
I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.